Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Monica, host of From Heartbreak to Healed. I'm a life coach for women. I'm a wife, a mama, a granny, and a Christian. I help women turn their heartbreak into joy. After walking my own infidelity journey, it has become my passion to help guide you on your journey. This podcast is for the woman who is ready to heal her heartbreak and find joy on the other side. Let's get started. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about standing on dry ground and how important that is for you during this this journey that you're on, and especially while you're experiencing pain. So some of this I was really good at on my own journey, and some of this I wish I would have been better at. And some of this that I'm going to share with you, I have actually learned to do after I healed from the heartbreak. So I want to share today with you five ways that you can be sure that you are standing on dry ground because you have got to get yourself. Sometimes it can feel like when you're walking through this infidelity journey that you're in like quicksand. Or for me, I felt like I was on this like hamster wheel. And no matter how hard I would spin the wheel, I didn't really go anywhere. I just was stuck. Or or another way I often described it is I was I'm doggy paddling and I'm just, I would I would say all the time, I'm just barely keeping my head above water. And it number one, one of the things I'm going to talk to you about is saying that doesn't serve you well. But also You've got to get yourself to a place where you don't feel like you're barely treading water to stay afloat because that doesn't let you show up in your best way for yourself, for your marriage, for your children, for whoever, your job, whoever you're needing to show up for. So I want to talk about five ways that you can make sure that you are standing on dry ground. The first one is to take responsibility for your stress. I read a really good book that shared about the stress cycle. And I honestly would like to do an entire podcast on like the stress cycle and what it is, how you can get yourself out of it. But I won't go into all of that today. But learning to manage your stress is so important. I, when my former husband and I separated, I had been a, a working mom for about um, six months, six months maybe. I had always been a stay-at-home mom previous to that. So I had the stress of being a working mom. I added on the stress of being a single mom. I added on the stress of separating and going through a divorce. I added on stress of purchasing a new home and moving out of the home, the only home that my kids had remembered. And I remember one time looking up some like stress test, like how much stress do you have in your life? And you had to score all the things happening in your life. And my score on that test was like off the charts. 
So one of the ways that I learned to take responsibility for myself was I learned to have compassion for myself and be like, yeah, you, you have a lot of stress in your life right now. Of course you're feeling this way. That was one way. Another thing that I have since learned that I wish I had known then, and I am telling you now, is I would have done a better job of having a doctor who knew how to check my cortisol levels, check my adrenals to see if I was in adrenal fatigue, because there's so many, so many things I could have done to avoid the overwhelm and the sometimes suffocating amount of stress that I felt like I was under, especially in those beginning days. If I'd learned how to take responsibility for myself, if I'd learned how to complete the stress cycle, I would have slept better. If I had slept better, I would have had more energy. Like I could just go on and on about how I wish that this was something I had done a better job of. So kind of to recap, for me, if I were to walk through this again, what taking responsibility for my stress would look like would be cutting out the things in my life that aren't necessary, whether that's things I do, um, cutting out people who aren't showing up for me, bringing me joy, all of that. It would be finding a functional medicine doctor who would test my cortisol levels, test my adrenals, just see overall, is my body in fight or flight? Um, how is my nervous system? I would also pick up some activities that help to complete the stress cycle, running, dancing. You know, there's a lot of ways you can do that, but I would find a way. And this is actually something I was good at. I picked up running during my divorce. So I was actually getting myself through the complete stress cycle each, not each time, but every time I would run, that would help complete the stress cycle. And that's the only way you can move out of it is to complete it because we often get stuck in the middle of it. So that is the first thing to get yourself on dry ground is take responsibility for your stress and do the things that you need to do to help alleviate some stress and take care of your body. Number two, take care of your mind. And this one I didn't learn until after I went through my healing journey, but about three and a half years ago, I hired a life coach and she taught me how to take care of my mind. She taught me how to find my thoughts, subconscious and conscious. She helped me to see that what my mind was feeding me was creating the results in my life. And so when you can Learn to take your thoughts captive. And in the Bible, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when you learn to take care of your mind, what happens is you realize you get to create the life that you want. So I highly recommend you get yourself a life coach, um, one that's trained in a thought framework that can help you take care of your mind. And you spend a few sessions with them. I, you know, when I'm taking on new clients, I don't do any less than 12 sessions because I feel like you need at least a good three months to really understand the concept and learn the tools 
to be able to like self-coach yourself later on. But I have clients who then do 12 weeks and then they want to renew. So there are some great books written by a doctor, Dr. Caroline Leaf. She talks a lot about um, your mind and how to how to take care of your mind. So I highly recommend her books. But honestly, for me, the most transformational thing that I have done for myself in learning to take care of my mind was hiring a life coach. And I have gone on to hire multiple coaches in my life because it has just been such a powerful thing in my life. And then I got my own coaching certification and I'm now life coaching. Just amazing how your life can transpire. Okay, number three is take responsibility for your emotions. This is another one that I did not learn how to do until I hired a life coach. I did not realize how much I was unwilling to feel my emotions for so many years. But the problem with that was when I was unwilling to feel my emotions, I was missing out on all the good ones too. And so really learning to number one, understand what emotion you are feeling like, and then learning like, okay, what does anger feel like in my body? What does frustration feel like? What does embarrassment feel like? What does joy feel like? I had to relearn what all of these different emotions felt like. And side note, one of the things that I've noticed is anytime I'm feeling a negative emotion, I feel it in my gut. And I have major gut problems. And I'm like, hmm, there's probably a connection there. But one of the things that a life coach can do for you or anyone trained in in this kind of work is they help you to uncover the emotions that you're experiencing in your life. And then they also help you to create the emotions that you want. And the other part of taking responsibility for your emotions is that you have to be willing to feel every emotion that comes at you on this journey. You have to be willing to sit with it, You have to be willing to feel it. You have to be willing to wait for it to pass and not ignore it or stuff it or buffer it away. Because when you ignore it or stuff it or buffer it away, it comes back. It always comes back. It might come back in a physical ailment in your body. It might come back as an even stronger negative emotion that you don't want to feel. It might come back in an addiction to something that you're buffering with but it will always come back. So you want to learn how to feel your emotions. You want to learn how to identify your emotions. And then you want to learn how to create emotions on purpose. And when you can learn to do those three things in your life, your life unfolds in the most beautiful way. And I will say that that right there, taking responsibility for my emotions, has been the hardest work I have ever done on myself. Even harder for me than taking care of my mind. But learning to really sit with emotions and figure out what emotions they were has been the hardest work. And it's work I'm still doing. I'm still not there. Like I recently realized I don't really know how to feel anger. 
I don't think I've ever allowed myself to feel anger. And so that's work I have to do because that's not not healthy for me. I have to learn how to feel anger and I have to learn to let it t- come and I have to be willing to sit with it and let it pass. So number three is take responsibility for your emotions. Number four is take responsibility for your relationships. This is something I, I tell my life coaching um, clients a lot is like decide who you want to be in the relationship and then show up as her. So in whatever relationships you have, work relationships, relationships with your mom, your dad, your siblings, your children, your spouse, whatever relationships you have in your life, take full responsibility for them. And be willing to commit to those relationships and be willing to show up in those relationships as the exact person you want to be. I'm walking through this right now in some relationships in my own life, and I have decided to take full responsibility for some relationships in my life that aren't where I want them to be. And in order to take full responsibility for relationships in your life, you have to be willing to allow the other people to just be who they are. And so I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to be brave. I'm willing to say the things on my heart, but I'm also willing to be rejected in the relationship. Because I want to be able to lay my head on my pillow and know that I tried. Now, I'm not saying that you have to take full responsibility for the relationship that you are trying to heal from. Only you can decide if that relationship is salvageable or not. And I think a lot of determining whether or not a relationship after infidelity is salvageable is how the cheating spouse or partner shows up. And I do think that you can heal from infidelity and strengthen a relationship. I believe that. I have seen that in people. But I don't believe that it's possible for every relationship. And it wasn't possible for mine. And the farther I got into my healing, the more I realized that wasn't what was supposed to be. And then I became okay with that. And then I started to get excited about what could be in my life. But take radical responsibility of the relationships that you want to nurture in your life. And then the very fifth thing to do to make sure you're standing on dry ground is to just make taking care of yourself easy. Decide how you want to take care of yourself and make and create easy buttons in your life. If you need to work out, but getting up and working out is just not happening and you need accountability, create a walking group, join a fitness class, that's something that's going to hold you accountable. If you need to eat better and you just aren't having very good luck with that, stop buying the desserts at the grocery store. Ask your coworkers to go on a eating healthy little 
you know, diet or I don't like to call them diet, but routine with you, create a little competition at work, you know, person who does this or this or this, whatever is the winner and y'all put $5 in the pot, take your supplements, see your doctor regularly. I prefer to see a functional medicine doctor because I love how they really get to the root of the problem and they address all parts of the body and how they're all interconnected. And so for me, that's, that's the best way I take care of myself is I see her regularly. I do regular blood work. I take the supplements she tells me to take. Create some rhythms in your life for self-care, whether that's a great morning routine or a great evening routine. Uh, You know, you, you, whatever these habits are that you want to create in your life, learn how to nurture them. But just make taking care of you easy. Okay, so there you go. Five ways to be sure that you're standing on dry ground. I'm going to go over the all five just real quick. Number one, take responsibility for your stress. Number two, take care of your mind. Number three, take responsibility for your emotions. Number four, take responsibility for your relationships. And the fifth one is make taking care of yourself easy. And I promise when you do those five things, your life will get better. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this gives you a little bit to think about some ways to help you maybe get out of overwhelm, to feel like you can stop treading water with your head. Just, I mean, I I can, I remember so vividly, I spent months just when I would close my eyes, I would picture myself treading water and slipping under the, like my mouth slipping under the water and I'd get full of water and come back up and I'd cough it out and I'd slip back down and I'd cough it out. Can you imagine what I was creating in my life when that was what I was carrying around as the picture of my life? I mean, just thinking about it right now overwhelms me and wants me to like give up and go lay down and take a nap. But I think if you can do these five things and just start with one at a time, but if you can do these five things, you are going to be able to show up so powerfully in your life. And then when you can show up powerfully in your life, that's when you get to create the life that you want. That's when you get clarity on what's the next right thing to do in your relationship. So I hope that was helpful. That wraps up today's episode. I would love for you to leave a rating with a review. Be sure to check out the show notes for all the other ways that you can hang out with me. If you're looking for more one-on-one help in your healing journey, I'm opening a few more spots for coaching. You'll get 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching with me specific to your needs. You will also get a copy of my Joy Creator Journal, which is literally worth its weight in gold. Fill out the interest form in the show notes and I'll be in touch. Let's get you on the path to creating massive amounts of joy. Much love, Monica. And remember, joy comes in the morning.